The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone and thanks so much of all the places that you could be and all the experiences you could be a part of today. You've chosen to listen to our show. I'm pleased to share with you um, a colleague that uh, you're going to find very interesting because as you know on our show we talk about tools versus rules and today I'm talking to John Murphy. He founded in 1988 Venture Management Consultants and it's a network of Incredible people, consultants, educators, practitioners, and mentors who really work with people out in the field of how to be a success, making your dreams come true. John, welcome to our show today. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Temple. I'm very happy to be here. Well, you are definitely, um, I, I used to hear many years ago, to uh, to find a need and fill it. And if anyone and everyone could put that together to kind of look around and go, there's a tremendous need here, and I'm going to be the one that puts it all together. How did you uh, figure that out for yourself at uh, at such a young age? Because I'm looking at founded in 1988, while well, you're still a very young man. Um, how did you know that there was just such a market for this well, really, it was a it was a collection of experiences. Um, I, I call it connecting the dots. You know, we all have these different dots in our life, these different relationships, different experiences. You know, different people we meet, different jobs that we try. And um, a few of the dots for me were, um, you know, growing up, I was very entrepreneurial. I was always a kid looking for a way to um, solve a problem for somebody and get paid for it, and and um, you know, make a little bit of a difference. And and then I was also a very uh, competitive athlete. So um, when I left sports uh, after college um, and went into the business world, I went to, to work in Chicago with a degree in finance and um, worked for a very large company there for a couple of years. And I was surprised by some of the dysfunctionality, um, you know, the right hand not knowing what the left hand was really doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and in the, I guess you could call it the lack of teamwork and 
Um, so uh, having come from a very high-performance team environment and with a knack for, for business and taking care of customers and getting paid in a, a efficient, effective way, I was surprised by this, quite honestly, that, that this company, uh, as big, as strong as it was, it wasn't more together, so to speak. I then left Chicago after a couple of years and went to work for another company in Michigan uh, where I grew up, and I, I experienced the same thing all over again. So after a couple of, and I worked my way up into management there and then really started to make a lot of, of, of cultural changes, transformational changes um, that, uh, that really, you know, uh, turned things around. And so in 1988, when I left to start my practice, it was really more aimed at uh, awakening management to the need for more teamwork and more synergy and more uh, employee involvement and empowerment, things we now take for granted or at least uh, talk about um, as buzzwords. But, but I was doing it um, in the 80s and 90s, and, and then um, I, I'm, I'm continuing to do it today. And it's just a massive need for it. There's so many organizations and organizational leaders who are asleep um, and just not aware of uh, a lot of the waste and inefficiency and poor service that's going on in their own companies. It, it, I have seen that myself in, in so many um, levels that I've traveled. And I think one of the things um, that always fascinates me is the the mission and vision doesn't line up with the way that the employees are showing up or living. It's just such a, uh, a defining well, yeah. space between both. Yeah. Some say, you know, we talk the talk, but we don't walk the walk. Um, yes. You know, and uh, I love a quote from uh, uh, Emerson who once said, uh, what you are thunders so loudly over my head I can't hear what you're saying. Essentially, you know, what we do, what we are, what we, uh, you know, feel and, and actually live is so often different than what we say. And, uh, you know, it's the old saying, actions speak louder than words, so... Um, I, I believe in, in taking action and making a difference, and then that really uh, has a tendency to awaken people. And uh, I, I, I consider myself in the uh, awakening business, in the uh, enlightenment business, some might call it. Um, as others would call it the salvation business. It's, it's, it's saving companies. It's, it's waking up business leaders to, uh, to, to to, to do a better job inspiring and, um, and aligning and uh, pulling people together to get things done uh, and innovating. You know, we, we live in a world of innovation now. And, um, you know, you might have been fascinated by your cell phone 10 years ago. And if you pulled that same phone out today, people would laugh at it. It, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it doesn't have any of the apps or features today that, uh, you know, uh, you've, you've got in your pocket or purse right now. So. I was teaching uh, some some uh, teenagers uh, on Saturday, and so we were talking about, you know, how things change. And I was describing to them the first cell phone I ever had that was so big, it wouldn't fit in a purse, you know, but it was just huge, and it had this long antenna. And, oh, my gosh, they were just carrying on and thinking it was the funniest thing they had ever heard of. And, you know, you're 
you're you're so so right. Um, it is fascinating how um, fundamentally and spiritually, how even though we seem to know so much more in our society or have more access to more information. We're still guided by, on some level, consciously or unconsciously, doing things the same old way we've always done them or are in the box. Um, do you, I see you have so many books. I mean, it's just incredible the number of books that you have and all of them have done very well. Is there uh, any particular book that you really can help break through some of those old paradigms of, well, that's the way we've always done it, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, well, my, my latest book called Zentrepreneur is, is, um, is perfect for that because uh, what I've done with Zentrepreneur is I've combined um, the art and discipline and practice of Zen, of being present, of being balanced, of being holistic and awake and aware with the practice of entrepreneurship, which is, uh, taking action, taking risk, taking ownership, and doing something. So when we combine good thinking, you know, Zen thinking, with action, good action, taking action, um, we make we make change. We're change agents, and I believe there's a entrepreneur in all of us. So it's it's just another name, perhaps, for our spirit, our eternal spirit and soul seeking expression. So when we, you know, when we come to this planet, we come with a purpose. We come with a calling. We don't always know what it is right away, but it is, it is latent within us. It is deep within us. And uh, when we awaken, we feel it. We get energized and inspired by it, and um, and we go to any length to uh, to pursue it. That's what inspiration is really all about. It's about being in spirit, and being in spirit means that we're without fear. Uh, we're without doubt. Uh, we're going for it. So the Zentrepreneur, um, and the subtitle of the book is Get Out of the Way and Lead, Create a Culture of Innovation and Fearlessness. So part one of that title is is Get Out of the Way and Lead. So often we get in our own way. And you talked about these paradigms, these boxes. You know, we're inside this box and we don't even know it. Uh, we're, we're programmed from, from birth with uh, downloads of things we can and can't do and what I call the yeah buts, you know, we hear them from our parents, we hear them from our friends, yeah, but you're, you shouldn't really try that right now, or yeah, but you won't make enough money, or yeah, but you're, you need more education and training, or yeah, but, you know, you hear them over and over. And um, so the book deals with the yeah buts, it deals with the creative uh, problem-solving process and how we go about that, uh, because so often... Um, we're solving. We're trying to solve problems inside a, a box or inside a paradigm when the paradigm itself is the problem. So if we're trying to solve problems inside a box, all we're doing is moving the chairs around on the Titanic, so to speak, and this ship is going down. So we've got to be clever and aware and awake that, you know what, if we're inside a paradigm that is shifting, you know, who wants to make world-class Six Sigma 8-track tape players anymore? People don't even know what they are. <laughs> You know, right. I mean, um, and we see that in business all the time where people are, are working to perfect a process that should be eliminated. You know, they're, they're putting a lot of time and money and even technology and software development into things that we shouldn't even be doing. So, you know, the idea is to step back and look at, look at the data from a different perspective. I always tell people, you know, if we walked outside and looked at the horizon, 
Um, there's a pretty good argument um, from the data you see that the Earth is flat, and there's a pretty good argument the Earth isn't moving either. You know, um, you'd never think by standing there looking at the horizon that the Earth is round and we're hurling through space at 68,000 miles an hour and spinning at 1,100 plus miles an hour. You'd never know that because the data can be so misleading. So a lot of times people think they know the truth. They call it their own truth. They think they know uh, all the answers when, in fact, they couldn't be more wrong because the data they're basing their decisions on is not fact at all. It's assumption. And that's the, that's the world we live in. We're, we're, we're surrounded by assumption. We're surrounded by uh, hypotheses that people confuse with, with actual uh, fact and data. And uh, it can be confusing, you know. Um, so I, I help clear that up. I go into to, to business organizations and I work with individuals and leaders um, to get at uh, the, the, the brutal facts, sometimes we call them, the, the hard truth about what is and isn't working well. Um, it's no different than going in front of a doctor and saying, you know, be straight with me. Um, get the data, get the facts, do the analysis, do the comparisons, and um, am I healthy? Am I fit? Am I well? Is there anything I should be uh, careful of, you know? And being wise and being knowledgeable enough to guide people intelligently and effectively so that they don't, you know, hurt, hurt themselves or that organizations don't, you know, become the next blockbuster videos or the next Borders books where they they were once great and um, and now they're gone. That's, that's so impactful what you're saying. And I, I think about that often. I mean, I look at uh, education now and how it is in so many ways not going well. And I look at uh, 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 spiritual communities across the country, and so many of them are not doing well. And as I'm talking to the choir with you, as you already know, the ones that aren't doing well are the ones that sit with their arms crossed and says, we're going to keep doing it the way we've always been doing it because um, it, it it's it's not going to happen that way. It's not going to attract young people and new families and energy and all that. And, um, uh, there may have been a time we could delay a thing, a, a new idea or a new concept two or three years, but now you want to be either with it or just a, a shy step, uh, behind it. So that, that's kind of one thing that comes to my mind just in, um, uh, making association or kind of processing what you're saying. Uh, the other thing that, you know, comes up for me is that, um, in my discovery, and I would be interested in hearing your take on this, is that um, you must be a person when you are talking about being healthy as a manager or a leader that you're comfortable with something that appears to be conflictive or contradictory because if you're not, you have the tendency to fight it you know, to deny it or to say, I don't care what you don't like about, you know, the way the conveyor belt is working. We're going to do it this way. And if you're not able to be in that space, then the new way doesn't reveal itself because often, and that's what I find, I think that's what you're saying too, is when things are no longer working, a new way, it's because a new way is wanting to show itself to us. Boy, exactly. And even if it is working, does it mean it's perfect? Does it mean it's ideal? Um, and mm-hmm. the answer is 
No, because uh, the world is changing, and every day we're we're awakened with with new ideas, new creativity. That's spirit. Spirit is never ending creative expression. So you know, even if we had a perfect process or a perfect product, uh, five years from now, it's probably going to be obsolete because there's just new creations being developed by people challenging assumptions and challenging the status quo. And what you were talking about earlier, Temple, is the, um, the contemplative mind. I think it's very important, and I teach contemplation, that we open our minds, and our hearts for that matter as well, but we open ourselves up to um, really the beauty and the harmony of the yin and the yang. In other words, uh, we have a tendency to think dualistically, right, wrong, us, them, good, bad, up, down, and uh, dark, light, you know, whatever your, 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 your model is. And what, um, what the contemplative mind does is it says, look, there's, uh, the, the universe is perfect as is. It's, um, there's a beauty with up and down. In fact, without that contrast, we couldn't know anything. We couldn't know up if we didn't know down. We couldn't know night if we didn't know day. We couldn't know ease if we didn't know dis-ease. So once we start to get past the dualistic ego line of thinking, which is very uh, competitive, very um, right-wrong, win-lose mode, and we get to that that more enlightened state of, um, well, yes, there are, times of pain and suffering and trouble. There are natural disasters. But notice during those times how many people step up and do beautiful, loving, kind, compassionate things. They drop what they're doing to help out. Do, do, do you see it? Do you notice it? And yes, there are times when the, you know, the economy is, is, is on the downside. You know, we're in a recession. Um, but the people that um, jump onto the, the negative and the misery, and you know, misery loves company, and the and the the drama, and you hear it on the news all the time that you know every there's all this bad stuff going on. Uh, well, the truth is, there's just as much good stuff going on as well. And so, once we understand that what we pay attention to affects our our personal vibration, our frequency as energetic beings, as spiritual beings, once we understand the law of attraction, meaning that we are attracting to us that which we are, that's which we vibrate at. So if I'm vibrating in a very negative, pessimistic, um, jealous, uh, angry, bitter, uh, grief-stricken kind of way, whatever energy frequency you want to pick, I'm just asking for more of it. We reap right. what we sow. Exactly. But on the other yeah, on the other hand, if I, if I focus my attention on the beauty in the world, and the, uh, and the opportunity that every problem presents us with and the solutions that every problem has on the other side of it. You know, there's no problem we can't solve. So once we understand that there is a yin-yang balance to everything and we have a choice in what we focus our attention on um, and we understand the law of attraction is bringing to us that which we are, that which we vibrate at, that's we, that which we feel with, with, with our heart's content, um, wow, I mean, that just changes everything. 
That's so powerful. I love the conversation, and it's uh, it's so exciting to have you on the show today, and so timely as people are uh, reassessing and looking at some of the dreams that they have, their companies, their communities. Um, I'm talking today with uh, John Murphy, who is a, a leader uh, extraordinaire of uh, corporate changes and and the ability to support companies and their success. You can go to his website at VentureManagementConsultants.com, VentureManagementConsultants.com. I'm Temple Hayes, and I'd love to ask you to join us at UnityCampus.org. We'd love you to know more about us as well. We'll be right back after this short break. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. In jest, there is truth. Shakespeare made the line famous. And at Holy Rascals, we've taken it to heart. Join us at HolyRascals.com, a spiritual education resource and community of spiritual boundary crossers who are on a truth-seeking journey that doesn't shy away from humor and frank conversations. HolyRascals.com offers cutting-edge webinars, short online videos, and podcasts. Our featured teachers are inclusive, radical, and often funny people who embrace the common heart of all religions. Find us on Facebook or check out our upcoming programs at www.holyrascals.com. Somewhere tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM. The Voice of an Awakening World.
Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for being part of our show today. We're talking to John Murphy, leader extraordinaire in the way of teaching, coaching, sharing wisdom, author of how many books, John? Twelve now? Well, actually, 17 just came out. Oh, there you go. <laughs> 17 books. Um Wow, that's that's pretty incredible. John, you're you're a change agent, you're supporting companies, organizations and doing the same. Um how did you become an intentional spirit? What would you say has shaped uh, shaped not limited you but yet somewhat defined it defined you on your journey? Well, you know, I I mentioned earlier in the show that it's it's a lot about connecting the dots. We all have different dots, different experiences, different relationships, things like that as we go through life. And let me give you a couple more dots of mine. Um, Dot number one, I was born on Friday the 13th. Uh, Another dot is that my last name is Murphy, as in Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will. And um, so very early on in life, I also had uh, two very close uh, near-death experiences, um, but by the age of three. And so as a young child growing up, I had, um, and during, by the way, during those uh, near-death experiences, I had an overwhelming um, awareness of presence, of that, um, you know, my time wasn't up and that I was here for a reason. And that um, I was safe, and that that meant a lot to me, um, because I continued to be rather accident prone growing up. I I uh, in high school um, severely hurt my foot and was in the hospital for a week uh, with with ten hours of surgery, and um, and the doctors told me that my football career was over, which was what brought me to tears because I um, at the time it was a passion of mine, and I'd hoped to not only go through college and play, but uh, perhaps play in the NFL. Um, and so I, I had these these doubts, um, if you will, as I was growing up. A lot, of, a lot of things went wrong. You know, Murphy's Law seemed to be playing out, and uh, the superstitious Friday the 13th. Maybe, maybe I was um, destined for lousy luck, bad luck. And, um, but the interesting thing is, is that every time I was dealt a lousy hand, I figured out a way to play it, including the, the, the foot accident, because the foot accident put me in the hospital. My grandfather sent me a book about courage. I read a story in the book about Rocky Blyer, who had his foot and leg severely injured while in Vietnam. was told he'd never play football again. Again, Three years later, after rehab, he, he, he made the Pittsburgh Steelers and won four Super Bowls. And I'm sitting there reading this story, and it just sparked something inside me that said, you know what, I'm not giving up yet either. I'm going to try again. And I rehabbed for two years and ended up making the team at Notre Dame and, 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 and earning my letter within two years. So I, I, I've, I've had tough times. And, um, and, and then moving on, you know, I, I've been fired from my job. I've been broke. Um, I've been up to my eyeballs in debt. Um, my wife of 26 years announced one day that she wanted something else and left me. Um, so I've had uh, 
pain and loss throughout my life and plenty of reasons to, to take on a victim consciousness. You know, poor me. Um, it's somebody else's fault. Uh, somebody else is to blame for this and I should, I should get even or I should, you know, get revenge of some sort. And all that does is put us in that dualistic ego mindset that um, it's a trap. It's very human, uh, but it's a trap. And so from a spiritual perspective, we're, we're, we're much bigger than that. And the only way to really tap into our true soul and our true self and our true spirit, capital S, is uh, to let go of that ego temptation, deliver me from ego, and move into this higher realm of, of energy and frequency, which is what I've, I've practiced. I've practiced it now um, for over 50 years. And uh, I've, I've taken those lessons and those learnings and all that pain and suffering and found a way to channel it into something positive, bringing that to my audiences, my clients, and, 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 and my books and my writing. And to me, it's like who better to help um, than someone that has walked through, that has depth and actually understands concepts instead of just to study them, you know? Oh, exactly. I think it helps with credibility. And I tell people all the time, if you want to start somewhere, start with your credibility. Build credibility because if you want to influence change and you haven't got the authority to make it happen or insist that other people do it, and by the way, even if you do have the authority, influence is much more effective and powerful. Use pull, not push, if you can. And as a consultant, I have to use push, uh, excuse me, pull every week. I, I don't have any authority to tell anyone what to do in my clients, but I affect massive change because people take me seriously. Well, why do they take me seriously? Because I have credibility. Well, how do I have credibility? Because I've been in the trenches and I've, I've come out um, with a win so to speak, and anyone can do it, you know. So when people say to me, yeah, but you know, I, and this, this is that chapter in the book's entrepreneur called Yeah, Buts. Yeah, but I'm in too much debt. Well, I've been, <laughs> I've been in hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Or yeah, but, um, you know, I, uh, I hurt myself. You know, I've been injured or I have a, 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 a physical problem. And, and um, you know, I was told I'd never walk again without limping. Uh, by a, a world-renowned surgeon. So there's just a lot of yeah buts that come up. And the more we can credibly respond to those and then act accordingly, that's, that's the Zentrepreneur in all of us. It's, it's somebody who can take lemons and make lemonade. So what I'm knowing is that, you know, people are listening and there's some people out there that go, I'm really, I'm really getting what you're saying. It, it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, what are some of the things that I can, some simple applications that I can begin tomorrow to take into the workplace or to take into the home space and be a difference maker instead of a victim? What are, what are some of the things that you would do to guide them, John? Yeah, well, uh, let me start out with the first five chapters of the book, Zentrepreneur, because each chapter is titled something I would, I'd want people to take away. Chapter one is called What If? Start with the question, what if? It's a contemplative question, and I think the first thing we have to do is learn how to open our minds, because a lot of people don't realize it. 
but they have a very closed mind. They, they ask a question, but they've already got their mind made up. Okay, they act like they're listening to somebody, but they've already decided what they're going to respond with in terms of a rebuttal. We're not really listening. We're not really paying attention. We're not really opening ourselves up to the yin and the yang of the world. So the what if chapter, chapter one, is all about contemplation. You know, what if I try something different? What if I do go back to school? What if I take a cooking class? What if I start teaching yoga? Uh, what you, there's just endless what ifs, you know. And when I ask what if, um, it begins to tap my inner creativity, tap my spirit and give it a way out. And let it just express itself. Then we go to chapter two, which is the question why. And chapter three is the question why not. When we take an idea that we have, and again, with an open mind, we play with it. I can't emphasize the word play more. You know, kids do this so well, but adults just seem to grow out of it for some reason. We play with the idea, why should I start a cooking class or take a cooking class? Or why should I try a different approach to this problem? Or why, why, why? And then why not? What are the risks? And incidentally, when we do that, what we're doing then is we're, we're finding ways to build credibility. We've got, we've got good ideas. We've analyzed those ideas, so to speak, in terms of why we should and why we shouldn't do those. And a lot of times we dis, what we discover is that this, this great vision we had, this great idea, actually isn't very practical. And I'm gonna, I'd have to make some adjustments or I'd, I'd go broke. And a lot, unfortunately, a lot of entrepreneurs go broke trying. They don't, they don't, uh, they don't ask the why nots enough. No, so we, we call that a, a failure mode and effect analysis where we ask what could go wrong and how can we avoid that. So we, we then go to chapter four, which is the chapter on um, who. You know, who can help me? Who's been there, done that? Who has credibility that might be able to support me? And by the way, with the Internet these days and books and audio tapes, we're surrounded by geniuses and, and, and wise uh, counsel uh, at the click of a mouse or the, uh, you know, the a library card if you're still into going to the libraries. I mean, you can, uh, you can pick up just brilliant work and insights from people all around us, and you don't have to have a lot of money to do it. I've surrounded myself driving down the road with audio cassettes for, for, for 30 years now and um, bringing the wisdom of great people into, into my car, into my house, into my uh, hotel room, whatever. And so when we ask these simple questions, what if, why, why not, who, the next one would be how. How do I do it? How do I actually execute on my idea? What are the steps? And these simple questions, anyone can ask them, and they're, they're, they're elementary, really, but they lead us into profound discoveries if we allow ourselves to just play with them a little bit. So the whole idea of tapping the inner entrepreneur is to, is to know the questions to ask, ask them, and then contemplate the answers and play with them a little bit leading us to great discoveries of creativity and passion. And that's where, we, that's where we find a lot of our hidden passions. They come out through this playful process. And, then we, and we know it when we feel it. That's very, that's very insightful. 
And um, I can see where that would really help a person uh, get back to what you were talking about, that contemplate, contemplative ability as well. Uh, one of the things when I was um, looking at a lot of the work that you do and, and your material, and again, everyone, you can find all of these resources that uh, we're talking about today on VentureManagementConsultants.com, right on the web. Um I was looking into your book, Beyond Doubt. Um, I, I love the title, The Four Steps to Inner Peace. We have so many conversations today about peace and what that could look like, what that could feel like. Um, and I, I like the way you, you ask the questions about, um, just think about situations, traffic jams, slow computer, unfriendly neighbor, demeaning boss. Uh, do you experience uh, criticism and judgment frequently? And, and what is it that are your hot buttons or, you know, that people can push them so, so easily? But you talk about, um, uh, inner peace, and then um, you make a reference to let be, let go, let see, let flow. I really like that. That sounds like a song out there somewhere. And someone, <laughs> are you going to write a song about that, John? I mean, it just flows like a song. Um, let be, let go, let see, let flow. Are those the four steps to inner peace? Yes, those are the four steps. And notice that all four of those steps begin with the word let or allow. Mm-hmm. That by itself is powerful. Yes. That's very powerful because we get in our own way. We put the brakes on. I always say it's like uh, going through life with your foot on the brakes. You wouldn't drive your car that way. It wouldn't be economical or efficient or safe. But people go through life uh, resistant and um, in denial in a lot of ways, not even aware they're doing it a lot of times. But no, 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 that'll never work. And yeah, but, and yeah, but. And that's why there's a whole chapter called Yeah, But, as I mentioned earlier in in the book, entrepreneur but in in beyond doubt four steps to inner peace um yeah that that book has um that well it's won many awards and it's um it was editor's choice most best inspirational book of 2010 up in canada and for a reason because it teaches us fundamental steps to finding peace and the you know the the, the key here is that the world will never be at peace if we are not so how can I expect the world to be at peace if I'm not at peace? And when we take a look internally at our own life and our own um, emotional frequency, if you will, our own baggage, what we find out is a lot of people are not at peace. That might, they might go to services every Sunday. They might go every day. They might practice meditation every day. But if they cannot carry on a peaceful frequency throughout the, do- the day, especially when they go into, let's call them hostile type environments, you know, cultures where it's very egotistical and very um, competitive and very, uh, you know, us versus them kind of uh, orientation. If they cannot be um, present and composed and peaceful um, and imperturbable, so to speak, where a lot of that stress, a lot of that um, anxiety, a lot of that doubt, it just washes off like Teflon. If they cannot get to the point where they've done their inner work and they've gotten that, 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 to that point of, of, of true Zen presence and peace, peace of mind, um, then we're just, we're just contributing to a world that's not at peace. So the four steps 
teach us how to do that. They teach us how to be present and do the inner work. And then here's what happens, which is miraculous, is that when we are truly at peace, and we've let go of all the noise, all the mental chatter, all the uh, regret, the grief, the shame, the guilt, the anger, the jealousy, the rage, the apathy, the lust, whatever. We've let that all go. Um, With the law of attraction in mind, what do you suppose we bring into our life? We bring into our life peace. We bring into our life prosperity. We bring into our life, all of a sudden, um, now we're reaping what we're sowing, which is peace. So we see a, a beautiful world around us with healthy relationships. And we, we see, as the great mystics saw, which is um, maybe best referenced when, you know, when Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Uh, we see with great compassion. And so people who used to annoy us, um, they don't annoy us anymore because now we see them as someone who's simply calling out for love or calling out for help. Um, and uh, perhaps they're they're suffering with they're struggling with insecurity, they're struggling with doubt, they're struggling with many of the very same things that we struggled with, but we found a way out, and now from that uh, higher realm, if you will, from that way out, we can show people the way out. We can show people the way out, and um, yet if we are not in that frame of mind or that peace of mind, and we join in with sympathy and uh, sensitivity, so we jump in, somebody's miserable, so we're now we're going to be miserable with them. We're not solving the problem at all. We're actually adding to it. And you know, misery loves company. So the only way that we can truly help people out of problems is from a higher place and from a more peaceful place. So yeah, the book Beyond Doubt teaches us how to get there, teaches us then how to reach into other people's lives and offer assistance if they want it. It's not about pushing, but it's about pulling, and then uh, and then helping people step up. Wow, this, I love it. You're listening today to the wisdom of John Murphy. I want to thank all of you for sharing the great messages of Unity Online Radio. Truly, the voice of an awakening world. Most importantly, not only the sharing, but the way that you share your contributions as well, which allow us to reach the hundred and something countries that we're able to do so. We'll be right back after this short break. Chris Michaels, host of Healing Your Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on Earth, a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? 
How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. We're talking to truly an intentional spirit today, John Murphy, Murphy the author of 17 books. His website is VentureManagementConsultants.com. Wow, you're just uh, giving us a lot of things to think about. Uh, today, John, and many tools that can be used to continue to be intentional, not only in our personal lives, but in our careers as well. Um, another book that really drew my uh, uh, attention, uh, having a background in, in recovery and belonging to one of the famous groups that starts with a 12, um, I love the idea of uh, the book Habits Die Hard uh, because... Um, I I heard one time that we spend the first part of our lives developing habits and depending on how long we live and the last part dependent I am not doing it well I'm paraphrasing but the point is whatever habits you developed early on in your life you definitely want to let go of so you'll have a long and prosperous life so um oh, is that the depth of what your book is, does it give you instructions of how to um, overcome and truly say goodbye to some of the habits you have? Oh, yes. It, it, in fact, it gives very specific instructions. The other thing that's nice about Habits Die Hard is it's a, it's a simple truths book. That's the publisher. And the model for simple truths is to write books that people can read in 30 to 60 minutes, You know, not books that take days and weeks even. So it's, it's a very quick read with very practical steps on how to let go of habits that are not healthy uh, and serving us well and replace them, because that's really what it's about. It's about replacement. Habits are not good or bad. Um, habits are habits. I mean, so and we have what we call good habits and what we call bad habits, but the, 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 the habit, you know, the fact that we are creatures of habit is not a bad thing. Because uh, the secret then is to make sure we have good habits. Here's what that means. In, in fact, uh, Wayne Dyer refers to the subconscious mind often as the habitual mind. And the habitual mind governs over 95% of our life. It's our autopilot. And what that means is the subconscious mind is it's like a computer running on a whole lot of software. 
Okay, the computer is worthless without any software. And uh, so the software that we run on is the subconscious mind predominantly. And it's in, in Dr. Bruce Lipton's got some phenomenal work out on this where the now scientifically shown that the, the subconscious mind or habitual mind is a million times more powerful than the conscious mind. So this is why willpower doesn't work for so many people because willpower is the conscious mind. It's us consciously saying, I'm going to have a New Year's resolution to quit smoking or this or that, whatever people come up with. And, uh, but the subconscious mind says, no, maybe not. You know, you're never going to quit smoking. It's, it's, it's loaded with those yeah buts. So the book, it takes us through the steps um, necessary to, first of all, acknowledge and recognize and accept um, that we have this habit, whatever it might be, and, um, and dance with it a little bit. Feel it. Embrace it rather than resist it. Because the first thing that most people tend to do is resist something and they start shooting on themselves. You shouldn't do that. You should do this. You should, should, should. And so, um, and it, it, it's in line with the four steps to inner peace. Let be, let go, let see, and let flow. So when we let be, we just accept the fact that, yes, we have this habit. And we, we, we study it. We learn about it. We're not resisting it. We're just trying to understand it. And then we do some root cause analysis, so to speak, to find out, well, why, why do I have this tendency? Why do I have this subconscious programming? Where did it come from? And how do I hit the delete button? To make a long story short, the book really shows us how to find and hit that delete button so that we're deleting these mental viruses, these, these programs that are potentially destroying us. I heard uh, and have heard many times through the years that if you can put a new pattern in place for 21 days that you can see change. Are the studies still um, magnifying that or is that is yes. there some truth to that? Yes. In fact, I referenced one of those studies in the book, um, Habits Die Hard, because um, what we're doing is we're forming a new pattern. You know, we're, we're forming a new uh, a new model, so to speak, a new paradigm, a new a new mental model, and uh, it does take time. Now, some sometimes it, it's not hard fix, 21 days, you know, but it's um, it's generally three weeks that it takes to really sow uh, the seeds, so to speak, um, long enough so that they've taken root, and we have um, in fact uh, detoxed or deprogrammed or decommissioned whatever it is we were trying to let go of. So we've truly let it go. And we've replaced it now with something uh, that's taken root. So that the key to breaking habits is really, the word breaking is misleading. The key is exchanging. Really, we're exchanging habits. So I want to be more successful in my career. We'll find people who have good habits. You know, and in fact, years ago, Stephen Covey wrote a great book, you know, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Well, take advantage of that book, for example. There's seven great habits, and he came out with another one called The Eighth Habit. But what, what are some of these habits? Uh, do you have a habit of being on time? Do you have a habit of, of, of being prepared, doing your homework? Okay. Do you have a habit of, of eating healthy foods? Do you have a habit of, of getting good night's rest? Do you have a habit... Of uh, or do you have habits that that are time wasters? You know, you're 
you're spending a lot of time on uh, television or social media or things like that that are really, they're fun. Maybe they're uh, addictive even, um, uh, but they're, they're stripping you of, of valuable time and uh, productivity. So we have to take note of what we're doing that's working for us, what we're doing that's working against us, and then simply replace the things that are holding us back with, with good habits. Well, for those of you that are looking at um, a period of time in your life that you are really sick and tired of being sick and tired of something that continues to be repeated over and over again, then you definitely want to get the book. It's so powerful, and through the process of it will allow you to to let it, you know your yourself be different. Well, John, we've covered a lot of um, great territory today, and uh, we've shared some not only concepts but ways of being that can really incorporate immediate change for the people that are willing and and, and ready to do so. Um, is there a last golden nugget you'd like to leave us with today? Well, I'd just like to... Um... I'd say begin to by saying thank you. Gratitude is one of the greatest ways we can start and end every day because it's a very high frequency. You know, earlier we talked about how important it is um, to to pay attention to our frequency and to pay attention to what we pay attention to. Well, when we pay attention to our own frequency, our own inner peace, our own awareness, and we work on that, we do the inner work. Okay, with the law of attraction, we're going to attract more prosperity and better relationships. Uh, more success into our lives um, simply by raising our, our our energetic vibration, our spiritual essence, our spiritual vibration. And so I'd say I begin by saying thank you again. I'd also like to just you know let the listeners know that I am um, I am also uh, on, on Facebook and on uh, on LinkedIn and on Twitter and uh, my Twitter is Sage Leader. So if people want to uh, find more information out about me, you've mentioned the website. Um, but um, I'm, I'm also very Googleable. I do the best I can to respond to people and, um, and timely and, um, and do what I can to help. And, you know, I, I hope that, uh, that, the, that the books and the conversation we've had um, brighten up people's lives because that's what I love doing. No, I have no doubt that they will. It certainly has mine today, and it's been a pleasure being with you. I want to thank all of you again for being part of our show today and listening and sharing the content of the show. And go to the website, VentureManagementConsultants.com, and also to visit us at Unity Campus. You can listen to many of our messages that are part of the commitment to reach people by changing the world of people whose lives are not changing. So thank you, John, for being a difference maker. Really appreciate what you're doing out there, and it's been a pleasure to have you on our show today. Thank you, Temple. God bless. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit. Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. 
To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehays.org. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's edge Where fools and dreamers dare to tread And never lose faith How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to consider these words from Unity author Charles Roth. Live deeply in the present moment. If you are going to work on the premise that real energy, real excitement, That feeling of being fully and enthusiastically alive comes from a source within you, then it follows that you have to spend some time getting acquainted, being at home in those far reaches of inner space. Peace is power, for out of stillness, strength is born, and out of inner harmony, productivity flourishes. Rest in that inner peace. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's edge, where fools and dreamers dare to tread and never lose faith. How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free 
for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.